my name is Mike Miles, and right now I'm the VP of technology for a digital marketing company, but I'm a developer at heart. I went to school for computer science and been building websites since, you know, middle school. Uh, but um, what I also do is I have a podcast called Developing Up, which talks about the non-technical side of being a developer. Uh, so that's focused on anything that's not code-based that has to do with your career as developer. So leadership skills or challenging yourself as Mark, you and I talked and actually an episode of my podcast about. And yeah, so last summer I was actually on vacation. I go vacation Cape Cod every year and I was at this coffee shop and I saw a flyer for hack for the sea. And I was like, Oh, what is this? So I took the little piece of paper and I went to the website and I started reading about, Oh, it's, you know, a hackathon for Marine sciences. It's like, wow, this is really cool. And, um, reading your, your website at the time, you had a call for like sponsors or for keynote speakers. And I will be, I'll be totally candid that one of the things I wanted to do is like, Oh, I've never been like a, like a, a sponsor or a keynote speaker. Maybe I could kind of work my way into that. So I reached out to you, Mark, and I was like, Hey, let's get something going. And I think we had a good conversation and it ended up, you know, I've came to the hackathon to present on open source licenses. And then I actually participated in the hackathon, which I've participated in hackathons before and I, it was a lot of fun. And I mean, that's how I learned about your hackathon was a flyer in a coffee shop. So good product placement. So I'll be honest at that point, uh, I wasn't really that interested in like conservation or ocean stuff. I've heard about efforts, you know, keep the oceans clean and things. But I think I was always under the impression uh, that I was like, it's such a big monumental task. How could I ever help out when I'm not in that field? Uh, my mindset definitely changed at the hackathon. So I'm glad I attended. But going into it, I had no expectation on how I could help out. I was just thinking, I'm going to be meeting all these people who know more about this stuff than I do. Uh, so what little piece can I gain or what little piece can I contribute to it? Um, but at the hackathon, I think in the project I ended up working on was about kind of tackling that mindset. And it was like, how can everyone realize there's a little thing they can do to help uh, conservation of the ocean? I worked with uh, a couple other uh, attendees to build what we called beach crab. Um, and it's basically a website uh, that explained how just picking up like a few pieces of trash from your local beach when you're, you know, strolling down the beach that has such a huge impact uh, on, you know, the life in the ocean because you're preventing that garbage from getting out there from like even starting to be a problem. Uh, for me, it was a challenge because I built it in technologies I hadn't used before. And I don't know, I thought it was a good little, just easy, not easy thing, but a, a simple thing to like implement. I think the reason why you see at hackathons people using technologies or tools that they don't get to use in their day to day, it's probably because it's low risk to take those chances. So if you're using, if, if you do development as professional, you know, you're working on client work or you're building something for your company or whatnot, taking a chance on a new technology that you don't know, it's a big risk. And there's, you know, money and loss tied to that. But at a hackathon, the risk is, oh, you know, you may not finish your project in time or you may not get it as far as you'd like to, or you may not like win the grand prize, but that's the, the risk. And, and that's not a, a big problem because you're still going to gain so much knowledge. So I think that's why people take that opportunity at hackathons. So like, I'm going to try something new. 
I'm at least at the very least, I'm going to learn something at the end of this weekend or this week or whatever the length is. And I, I, that's the real value of it. That's why I love hackathons and doing that. You know, the, the stigma of going into a hackathon with it being a competition. Uh, if, if you're new to hackathons, that can be maybe a difficult mindset to get over because it's really not about that. I think it's more about the collaboration and the spirit of working together to like build something quickly, prove a point, prove that something can be done. Hack for the Sea did this exceptionally well from what I saw when I participated in last year's uh, event, you know, because even from the onset, uh, you and the other organizers and everyone there was just like, find people, work together, talk between your teams, like share this data. And I think Hack for the Sea has a lot of sponsors that provided tools and data to use, which then it's, it's not really about the competition against you versus other team. It's about how can I use this data to build something cool for, you know, for marine sciences. And there are a number of groups using the same endpoints or the same data tool sets to, to build completely different things. And it's just like they were learning from each other and sharing ideas. And, and that's really the core of a hackathon. And I saw that at Hack for the Sea, definitely. Allowing people to bring work that they've already worked on, if it stays with the theme in the hackathon, you know, from marine sciences and the oceans, if you don't allow that, like there's only so much coding time you can have in a weekend, unless you're having like a uh, no holds barred 24, you know, 48 hour long hackathon where no one's sleeping, that's different. But if you're just having it, you know, during the day, it's not a lot of time to develop something uh, so robust, but if people have a chance to begin it, then they can bring it to the, the hackathon and have people start adding to it. So I think having that good starting place only allows you to start building things um, and releasing the challenges early, especially starts giving people a chance to think about their ideas and come in, even if they don't have code written, maybe they have like just an outline of what they want to do. They have pseudo code or they just have like a, an idea. They don't have to spend the time at the hackathon to like think of an idea from scratch and spend half of the hackathon planning it. And then the other half just cramming in code to, to make it work. They can build something a little more, uh, that has a little more longevity to it. As someone who runs his own, not hackathons, but tech events, I understand like the, the problem with free tickets is that you have a lot of people sign up, but a smaller percentage show up. And that's as an event planner, you know, you're, you're spending money or you're planning on a certain number of people. And then, you know, it, it doesn't always work out that way. So having people buy tickets kind of gives them a little more incentive to actually show up because they spent money on it. Um, but then, I mean, I would say all the hackathons I've ever participated in have always been free. Right. And, but at all those hackathons, I also think that the end product always pretty much goes to somebody. Like you're building someone something, like if you win something, so if you win the hackathon, like one of the organizers gets your code or something like that, where you're doing it, it's open source. So you don't have to worry about that. You still get to keep your product at the end. Definitely with when explaining like the, what you, the value you get from paying for a ticket so that you get those tools, like access those, you get, what was it? Jupiter, Balsamic, AWS credits. I mean, that's a big, so you're paying $25 to get access to that stuff to then build something cool. That's definitely more justifiable than just saying, all right, it costs $25 to come to this hackathon. So, cause I mean, already that's, that's a value. So I think that totally sweetens it even more than saying, you know, you get swag and food because that's, you know, that's just implied usually that you're going to get that. But 
saying, all right, you get access to these things, puts a little more just justification for the cost of the ticket. That's, I mean, that that's huge, especially with what you focus on at Hack for the Sea. And it's such a, like a, an important mission that having it being a recurring thing, like a meetup or even multiple hackathon, like smaller hackathons throughout the year, whatever you want to do, I think that's building a community is, that's awesome. That's an awesome goal to have. But I, I do run a, um, a, a technical meetup that meets er- the first Tuesday of every month in Boston. And I definitely put a lot of effort into emailing the attendees, finding speakers to come speak for it. And it's, it's a lot of effort, but you get a lot of value from keeping it regular cadence and keeping the community engaged instead of just like doing it once a year or whenever you're going to do it, you know, on a random cadence. I can't go this year. I will totally sponsor someone's ticket. For all you listening, you let's start with the people who don't feel like their coding chops are up to snuff. Um, if you're willing to come in with the mindset that you could learn something or you could just help in any little bit, you're going to make a positive impact. So you don't have to be the best. Uh, you just have to be willing to learn and work with other people. And Come into the hackathon being ready to say, you know what, I am new to this. I am maybe a brand new developer or I don't know so much about this technology, but if you show me what I need to know what to do, I will start to learn it. And no one's going to be like, no, don't work on our project. Everyone's going to be wel- welcoming. They're going to help you out. They're going to provide you the info you need to help out. So it's hackathons are very collaborative and, and it, the spirit is of helping each other. That's what the hackathon's for, especially for Hack of the Sea. It's there to, to help the ocean. So no one's going to turn you away. Um, so for the people who aren't developers, and I know this is a big stigma at hackathons, you're going to be like, I have nothing to do at hackathon. I don't build code. Well, people who do write code still need help. They may not be the, right, the idea people. They still need someone to talk to, and, and you would have a different mindset you not mindset you'd have a different view of the problem because you're not stuck on the code part and i've seen this as a benefit at hackathons and even a hack for the c last year with some of the people i talked with where it's if you're not a developer and you read these problem sets you're going to come at them from a different perspective that the developers aren't going to think of and you're probably going to reveal something that's just passed right over their head that's very fundamental to how these things work or the challenge that needs to be solved. So I think everyone has a value. There's the only value, the only time you don't provide a value to a hackathon is when you don't attend it. My one piece of advice for the next generation of Hack for the Sea participants would be don't limit yourself and come up with a problem or a solution to a problem that you think you can't reach and go for that. Don't go for the easy you know you can complete in a weekend problem. Go for the one that you think you can't complete because if you shoot for 100 when you only need to shoot for 10 and you get to 90, well, then you've just done 80% more than you thought you could do. So shoot for the bigger goal and go for it.